Really? Before the Woodenville one opens, I was in Redmond when I was oh. working up there. Good, oh. then you guys can both kind of tag team that, and then... And the only one that we have all actually reviewed on the website is not even here. The Trickster IPA. Oh, yeah. I reviewed it. Brian didn't do a review. Oh. But Brian had a post about it, and then like a month later, you picked it up thinking it was something like brand new. And Jesus. Like, oh, this is Thor's double dip in review, because he doesn't even read our own website. But that's fine. You get a hall pass because somebody here doesn't even listen to our own podcast. What? I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's okay. I'm sure Jordan didn't watch game tape either. Welcome to another episode of the American Beer Review Podcast. Good times with good friends requires good beer. Lucky for us, we know how to pick all three. We're a group of friends who grew up in the Pacific Northwest, giving us a jump start on our craft beer journey. Join us today while Brian, Alec, and Chad review some beer, talk about beer topics, and whatever else comes up. We invite you to pour yourself a drink and hang out with us. Let's get into a little something different, shall we? Um, It's the post-holiday slump. I don't know about you guys, but after you get through Christmas and New Year's and year-end, these kind of two weeks in January, you're kind of left in a lurch. Playoff football hasn't been settled yet. You don't know who's in the playoffs. Uh, Big beer companies are not giving you their year-end results, so there's really a lack of news at this point in the year, and so we don't sit and listen to ourselves talk and monologue like what I'm doing right now. Well, and it's kind of a gap in between seasonal releases. Yeah, the winter seasonal releases have already been out. There's not a whole lot of them dropping at this time of year. Is Uh, this your guys' way of explaining that we're giving dry a try? Are we doing dry January? Is that what's going on? I did dry uh, 2021 and 2022. Kind of. Uh, Sort of. uh, No. Um, What I am trying to say is today's episode, we are going to focus with all of our brain power in this room. It's pretty tough. On a single entity, and that entity is Black Raven Brewing out of Redmond and Woodenville, Washington. Uh, so we have an unkindness of beers from Black Raven Brewing today. Uh, our starter today is a uh, collaboration with Flatstick Pub. We got Players Club Pilsner. Thank you, Brian. I can read. Well, I should have handed him the can. No, Instead, fine. you were opening it. It's yeah. fine. It's like somebody oh. should somebody should have researched so they knew what they were talking about without having to look at the can. But this one is wet. Why is it wet? I don't know. All right. Um, I like the can design. It's kind of like uh, like a retro classic. Yeah. This is also one I believe we've talked about it before. Um, this is like, hey, we had a bunch of cans of this t- certain type. Let's put a sticker on that. But bench. we're just going to sticker it up right. for a different uh, type of beer. I'm not mad about it. So, like, their Black Raven logo is creeping up above it. Yeah. But the... Um, yeah, so we are... Players Club one is on there. So, uh, this starter clocks in at 5% ABV. A nice, crushable Pilsner. Um, so, while you guys kind of sip and savor that, let's... 
start talking about Raven Brewing Company. Can I talk about this beer real quick? Uh, please do, while I read my notes. Yes. Um, Pilsers are interesting in the fact that like when it comes across, uh, hitting 5% um, is actually what I sometimes would consider a little boozier. I mean, mm. it's still not that bad for those light beers um, to hit 5%. But I feel like the craft side really kind of end up getting, unless they're intentionally like, oh, we want this to be a low ABV. Five still is. You can get some like pails and stuff that are up in the mid fives. This one drinks really clean. Um, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little more into Pilsners. Um, I kind of really appreciate what uh, the brewers do with them instead of it just being like that American macro light beer thing. Right. Um, so this... I've only had one sip, but it's it's kind of malty, a little like, um, it's pretty clean, but it's not like a, it doesn't taste as like crisp. It's not as like a, um, whether it's like CO2 or something that's not really hitting like hard with that, but it's still a really nice clean drinking, smooth. Um, it's like some Pilsners give you like kind of a little like, like a back of the mouth like kick. Right. And this one just is a little more smoother than that. I love it. It's there's a little bit of bread. There's a little bit of skunk. Mm-hmm. It's just what you want in a pilsner. Yeah. What do you got about Black Raven? So, from their site, in case anybody wants to fact check me, the source is Black Raven Brewing. So back in 2000, Bo moved up here uh, and became the night brewer for Mac and Jack's, kind of a well-known local brewery up here. In Washington, uh, he had a short stint at Far West Ireland Brewing, which is now closed, mm. according to my internet research, and then ended up at the Seattle Ram, which another local kind mm-hmm. of tap room, chain brew pub chain chain brew pub, de- decent beer, yeah. And then in two thousand nine, with his business partner Cat, they uh, founded Black Raven, and with the goal of brew the beer they wanted to drink which tends to be the case a lot of times yeah. with mm-hmm. uh brewers opening their own yeah you go to mac and jack's far west seattle ram you're brewing the beer that you're told to brew mm-hmm. true getting getting the knowledge and then making the connections and then go uh start your own thing back in 2019 kind of on the tail end of the last last great recession 2009 yeah 2009 not 19 i was like i, was I feel say, like they've been around I, for I a little longer than that 2014 Sorry. so uh and that kind of runs us into our next beer from black raven brewing sure so we reached into the past and now we're gonna reach over for the kitty cat blues blueberry pale ale you got this one pulled up for some stats while I pour, Brian? You know, that would be professional of me and be ready to go, but I can do that sort of thing really quick here. Um, so, pale ale, 5.5%. Um, basically, the way that they have described it is they took kind of a generic, just regular... Um, Pale, and then ramped it up with some blueberries. They it says they used uh, dried blueberries, vanilla bean, and hibiscus. 
Um, so they kind of feel like it's pretty easy drinking and a little blueberry muffiny. I mean, even so, I poured it's very blueberry muffiny. I was gonna say aroma. just pouring these for you guys uh, and myself. Oh you yeah, can smell the blueberry. Like even without getting my nose in it, I can yeah, smell yeah, the yeah. blueberry coming out. Can I see the can real quick? Uh, sure. Um, because I've seen this one on the shelves that's, forever. That's what I was gonna say. Is like, and I don't know <coughs> that I've ever I've seen and recognized. So Black Raven also has um kind of a standard styling for most of their cans. Yes. Um, there there yes. is a standard. Uh, Graphic language for all their stuff, which makes it super easy to yes. pick it out on the store shelf. Yeah, which is also why the Flat Stick Pub, the starter beer, popped. Yes, because yes. it doesn't follow. Yeah, which makes sense because it's a collaboration with another yeah, yeah. Um, brewery. But yeah, it had a little bit of a different look. Oh, that's funny. I didn't realize though on the back, it's got its own little more yeah personalized a a so, cat stuck in a so bird the cool, cage. So <laughs> the cool thing about their beers, there's the standard front, which is fairly standard when you look at all the beers but on the back side there's like a variant cover if you oh, will okay that kind of right. g- gives right. you the kind of the feeling behind the beer yeah i'm cheating and looking at our next yeah. beer that it the blueberry so the 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 smell is not overwhelming but like but you know it's blueberry kind of potent yeah and the the actual flavor is um I think a good balance. It's pretty tame. I don't think it's like it's not a punch you in the mouth like blueberry like and I almost expect a lot of them that do blueberry are going to go like uh sour. Mhm. And this is not just a standard pale with some blueberry. This is plays on that sweet muffin blueberry, but it's it's muffin, blueberry muffin cuz yes, it yeah. doesn't have an over like blueberry sweetness. Mm-mm. Uh it does have still that bready malty yeah. finish to it it's you definitely tell it's an ale still yeah but this but i'm getting like now kind of on the back of my tongue and in my mouth like a whisper of blueberry yeah. I, li- I like that a lot it mm. it's just something different yeah it's different yeah um I like the subtle tea of it. I think blueberry can be kind of uh, a strong, overpowering flavor. That they, you... didn't, they didn't overdo it with the blueberry. No. And um, this one comes in a 12-ounce can. And I feel like that's a good, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think even at a full 12 ounces, like, I'm not getting super burned out. Mm-mm. Oh, you could, you could get through a can. I, you're not finishing multiple can or I'm not finishing multiple Probably cans not. in a sitting. Yeah. Um but it'd be this would definitely be uh be visiting Black Raven. This would, you'd definitely you'd have to have flight. a pint every time you go. Well, I wouldn't even say the pint or, but it would be part yeah. of the flight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. when you show up. Definitely want to make sure that people grab if they've never been or tried it before. So you said they started in Redmond, right? Uh they started yes. in Redmond. Started in that Redmond. was a brewery that I visited and Yeah. Brian, you've been to the Redmond? Woodenville. So the newer, newer yeah. one. Yeah, so the newer one. Um, uh, I'll kind of. Built in 2019. Yeah. I just, I'll get this factoid in. So they started in Redmond, and then in 2019, they expanded um, to Woodenville. So now they have both locations. 
and then the original Redmond location now is kind of their Skunk Works site. Yeah, the R&D where site. He, here's where the new innovative beers, and then the Woodenville one is we make beer. We're yeah. making beer here. There's a tap room. I'm going to throw it to you guys because you both have visited both locations. So I- While we uh, prepare beer number two, the Coconut Jones. Coconut. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, do you want to start? You went to the original. So I went to the original back when it was the only. Mm-hmm. Right? So they were brewing on site, and the expansion of Wooden Mill was just to give them the better capacity. Um, but it's been, it was there 2014, maybe early 2015. So it's been forever. Um, I think it was right around the time we started the website. Yes. So. Yeah. It's been a little while. Uh, I had the only one we didn't have today is the, the Trickster IPA, and that's what I had um, a couple pints of there before heading home. Uh, but it was awesome, and then it was really cool to see it within like a month or two of that showing up on the shelves, mm-hmm. uh, the store I worked. So, um, And speaking on the Trickster, on their site, um, they kind of have an FAQ section. Their Trickster IPA from... Uh, pitch to your pint glass. It's about 18 days. Super quick turnaround. Super, super fresh beer being pumped out at the uh, tap rooms. Yeah, so the um, newer one um, is, I think you mentioned the, also the production facility, like their main one. So um, I went in 2001. I just looked it up. So it was one of the places during. 2011? uh, 2021. Did I say one? You said 2001. Goodness, just... no. Yeah, we're we're killing it with the dates. Um, so this was a place like still um, kind of hype pandemic type time. Yeah. Uh, we felt pretty good going there. It's a big, huge open space. Like you're talking like 30 foot ceilings or something like that, um, because it kind of matches in with giant windows into the projection facility. So if you sit in one of the tables and you're like facing the bar, back behind the bar is um, is the facility, kind of looking back in behind it. So the Woodville's known for mostly wineries. Yes. That there's a, a really large amount of them there. Uh, there are a few breweries. Um, one notable one that's not there anymore that was pretty famous for always the Big Red Hook yep. brewery there. Um, and so, but going out to Black Raven, there's a few others that you could still visit if you want to go out in that um, area and do a little beer tour. You can definitely hit a few within a short bit of time driving uh, between them all. But we really enjoyed it. It's a, like I said, it's a huge open space. Um, not uh, super industrial like what a lot of places you get are. There's definitely more like um, just kind of wood of different things like almost like a pergola over the bar um kind of inviting place with a couple of tucked away rooms if i remember correctly that you could kind of get into if you so if you have wanted group, to sit aside yeah yeah, nice. yeah but it's a huge open space big tables um so we enjoyed it other than it just you're out in these like kind of warehousey areas so that's one of the things that i'm sure in a lot of areas is similar that you get these like breweries in more warehouse areas because you can do that production facility um, fit them in the large buildings, but also have kind of an attached uh, tap room to go along with it. So, well, it saves you the 
the expense of having a off-site tap room. Yeah, you're not having to like and tr- transport if, your own stuff. And right. if you want to have like a big shindig and get a little loud, at least you're not um you're kind of you're kind of isolated. Yeah, yeah not disturbing nice. the neighbors. Yeah. Yeah, I grabbed a flight while I was there, um which is kind of my go-to. Um but was able to get it's funny because some of the, the beers that we have today are really uh, known Black Raven beers. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're prominent ones. Um, and so when I went to the tap room, I kind of made sure to grab ones that I'd never heard of um, and kind of snatched onto those and, and had some good some good variety of beers. Yeah, because yeah. the, the other one that I reviewed and had a couple times, uh, no surprise, would be their uh, Second Sight Scotch Ale uh, with the... Mm, yeah. Warm spot in my heart for Scotch ales. Yeah, uh, I think is another one of their, at least at the time, was another one of their staple. Yeah. And that uh, it's still in there year round. Yep, a stable. Um, while you guys start digging into the Coconut Jones, Coconut Porter, um, just kind of a light overview of their year round offerings. They've got um, Pilsner, got a light Pilsner with lime, which. I'm intrigued by for this summer. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Uh, the Trickster IPA, which uh, Alex and a review in the past. The Coconut Porter, which we are tasting right now. I got my nose in it right now. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, an Updraft Pale Ale. The Kitty Cat Blues Infused Pale Ale, which we tried earlier. The Samish Haze IPA, because you have to have a hazy IPA. I had that one in my flight when I was there. Uh, the Second Sight Scotch Ale, and the Squawker IPA, which I did not see that one. If I did, I would have grabbed it. I didn't want to. I know we had done the Trickster. Right. I didn't realize Samish became, uh, I don't know if it was when I was there, but that it was a um, year-round now as well. Although I'm looking now and seeing people I know checked it in back in 2020. So yeah. it's definitely been around for a while. So. So coconut porter at five point six, which oh. for a porter is a little bit lighter from an ABV yeah. standpoint. Porters, I see. I feel like tend to be more in the fives, the the mid to high fives, right. than like your American stouts, which are going to usually be a minimum of like six yeah. six point two or above. Yeah, it's um, not an overwhelming like coconut smell. No. Very light on the coconut. It's also not um, like as black as a like a standard kind of porter that you would think of. No, you can see through it. Yeah, I'm this is less. more like a. I'm getting brown ale vibes. Yeah, from the, from the color. Yeah, and the head retention. Yeah, I could see this. Um, you could have branded this as like a. Maybe it's just a weirder variation to do it, but like a, a coconut brown ale seems a little bit funkier. Yeah, the coloration, I wouldn't have uh, pegged it as a... A porter. Yeah. The coconut's not overwhelming in the uh, flavor, though, either. No. Which is why I can see it's a year-round. It's very subtle. I like it. Mm -hmm. It kind of knocks... I think if the coconut wasn't there, you'd get a little more malt. Could be. Kind of in the back. That coconut helps make it a lot cleaner. It's a very satisfying sip. Yeah, it's good. Um... I just, I think I'm going to go opposite what I've been saying uh, the last few episodes. Uh, I'd want 
maybe a touch more. Maybe mm. this would be I good can, at a six percent. No, well, I no, think he uh, means the flavoring. Well, oh. and yeah, I'll have some more of that. I mean, <laughs> but I think <laughs> yes, I and think five. This feels a little light. Five point six. So it's it's right in that point. range. Yeah, but, uh, but again, a, a mid six. It maybe fits, a little see, more bite. You're hitting help offset that. Um, how light the. But then you're hitting a stout. That's to me is it's a different. It's a different beer, but that's that's kind of what I was expecting. Yeah, um, but maybe that's what the the plethora of beers out there have been telling me. Like I see all the stouts on the shelf, and they're like six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah, that's hitting more stout yeah. style. So porters, I've always seen. Um, they're when you really look at the style guide of stuff, it's kind of like there's not. It's not an easy way to explain the difference between a porter and a stout. Um, but I do think that like a little bit of the lighter body feel um, and definitely lower ABV mm-hmm. tends to be the standard. If you, I mean, if you're getting to an imperial porter, that's kind of getting you into a yeah. different ball game. Um, but the the porters are definitely going to be the, more in that five range and not as like bold mouthfeel uh, than than your standard stout. I think. You wanted a little more coconut. I think this is like for me as the a non coconut person. No, this is perfect. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's um, just enough. Like I um, am probably not getting a ton of coconut beers other than just to taste and sample. But like just general flavor for me as like it's it's interesting because you you kind of tend to think coconut as like a like summery like flavor. Yeah, mixing but, it with the porter. But I could see this is like a like a summer evening, like could be kind of a nice a crisp evening, yeah. Yeah, kind by of, the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember reviewing it the first time. Uh, you reviewed this one, yeah, as well. Okay. I, I think I triple or quadruple dipped into reviewing Black Raven uh, beers on the <laughs> website. Uh, but I grabbed it in the twenty-two without actually looking at the bottle. Mm. Uh, so I was expecting cocoa as in chocolate. Oh, like chocolate. chocolate. Uh, oh, because yeah, it was a very Shocking difference then. Because this is just COCO, not COCOA. Listen, I grabbed bottles and then I did drank you, them. Did you forget your glasses again? Oh, I forgot. You never wear them. Never wear them. <laughs> uh, this one, though, I mean, Thor and I both topped off our glasses on this. So yeah, I can see why it's a year round. Yeah, I think um, so far, if I'm topping off, I might go back to that uh, blueberry one in a little bit. Here, we got some of that too. I will get the next beer ready. Uh, Thor, you want to touch on... Uh, distribution, because I was looking this up uh, earlier today, and I have the answers if you don't. Um, and I thought I had some interesting thoughts um, or insights on it. I have very little insights, so I think yours will be more insightful. All right, perfect. So they are in uh, just Washington, as of today, Washington, Idaho, Alaska, and Hawaii. So Washington, Idaho makes sense. Uh, Alaska... Proximity wise from the northwest, yeah, sort, sort of makes sense. You're yeah. just you're just throwing your stuff on a barge and get it up there. What I was thinking is you got enough people coming from the Seattle area uh, fishing, uh, so going up seasonally, yeah. and you're just sending some beer with them. Hawaii seemed like an interesting next um, nice jump for yeah. Yeah. distribution. Just the cost of getting everything over there uh, was. I haven't been to Hawaii. Brian, you think you've been more recently than I have. It's been a handful of years. Uh, we went in 2019. All right, so more recently. Is there just a dearth of craft beer there? 
because that's you, you go to Hawaii before you go to Oregon. You go to but, Hawaii before you go to Northern California. Oh no! Like as potential distribution, I would not. That's um, what I'm saying. So the, that, yeah, but like you said, the cost of it seems prohibitive, um, unless. And I don't think they are. I think they're independent. Um, I don't. They are. They've got all the labels on their can. They are okay. independent. Yeah, because yes. because otherwise I could see them being in one of those like trade groups. Could like be. if you're connected with that, and maybe kind of like a hey, we'll we'll bring your Black Raven back over if you're gonna take our Maui Brewing oh, or right. something. Um, but they there's a handful of like we went to Honolulu. There's a um, handful of craft breweries. Um, there's a yard house nearby and i mean they have a full collection of stuff so but i'm not i don't recall it like number one i'm not going to hawaii and looking for washington beer so i can't say that i was like cognizant of that aspect of it of paying attention to the distribution of like our local beers over there but it um well and i wasn't even thinking so much of washington beers just with the expense of getting stuff over there are yeah they just hurting for non-hawaii based craft beers i mean and so there's a market for anything kind of new and interesting in their bottle shops yeah maybe and i don't know that i found one or went there um i was with the whole family not just like kind of on my own like extended family so i wasn't really well i did get us into a couple of breweries while we were there but could also be uh bo made an excuse to write off a Dude, trip to Hawaii. Now there is yeah, not a bad gotta, idea. That's hey what guys, I'm saying. Uh, I got to do some market research. Yes. Right? Uh, we need to get into Hawaii, so I need to see what the people want in Hawaii. Yeah, don't, no. don't mean to throw you under the bus, bud, but yeah, no, not I, a bad idea. I, I think it's a great business idea. <laughs> that was just interesting, the group that they had gone, but they hadn't crept down into Oregon, and it could be just the regulations and what it costs. Yeah, who knows? That's distribution so f- rights in there. Maybe they just hate Oregon. I'm Could kidding. Be. I'm not putting it Could on be. you. I'm sorry, Black Raven. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, you can't pump your own gas in Oregon. So I mean, <laughs> well, under the Ravens, they're not rooting for the Ducks. Yeah, no. Just there you go. Fuck the Ducks. Oh. Uh, so next beer up. Unless you got any uh, knowledge bombs to drop in between, Thor. I got nothing. So okay. we're so now as we. Uh, Alec has poured us the Festivus. Can you uh, rip oh, the sure. uh, the important facts while I get I was, other seasonal I was up? creeping at this one because I started pouring it bef- when yeah. you were talking. Uh, I'm uh, kind of intrigued by this right. one. So I'll run through a highlights. Be- a beautiful pour, oh. by the way, on Brian's, oh, Brian's end. It was glorious. <laughs> to the top. Uh, so this is a Black Raven Festivus. This is their holiday pale ale. Uh, limited release, which my guess would be not even seasonal. I mean, we'll see how uh, it goes. It- Right? Right now, it is in the best of the nest seasonal beers for okay. them. Okay. Yeah. So, it's in there. So, limited release, but seasonal release. It is 7.3%. Uh, so, up there for a pale ale. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. a boozy pale. Uh, and it doesn't really... It's, it's... You know what? Holding this up to... We finished them all, but the the Coca Jones and this, this is not... It's lighter. Pre-shoe. It is lighter, but not... A ton. They're, they're more in the same vein of like a darker version of one of the others, right. not being like, like I said, that it, it didn't feel like a porter color to me. So this one's brewed with orange peels, uh, Northwest cranberries. Uh, I'm not even going to try that route. What? And a, okay, some word on there? It. You try it. Oh, melange. No, that one's oh, melange. The galangal Gl- root? Right, sure. Huh. Uh, you could put a galangal root in front of me, and I wouldn't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Uh, I think you 
I think legally you can't do that in half the United States. <laughs> You're yelling over it in front of somebody. I think um, I'm super intrigued by like the like orange peels make sense, um, especially for a holiday. A holiday one. Uh, I love the thought of putting some cranberries in there. Yeah. Um, spices make sense for the holiday one, and then I don't again going over it. I'm not sure. No. They're calling it juicy tart, piney, orange, and spice. Um, I took a drink. I don't get uh, overwhelming spice. It's not like a winter warmer spice, but I could get like a little hint of it. I yeah. think there's a perfect hint of these, these, all these things. None of them. It's not overly tarty. It's not overly piney. But like, I, I feel like you just get like a, a solid mouthful of flavor. I was missing the cranberry mm-hmm. on the first flavor, but holding it a little bit, it kind of rotates through in there. There is a little bit of that. Cranberry coming off the spice. Yeah, we are splitting them, pouring kind of small glasses. I, I took the uh, I took the entire shot glass. Yeah, I kind of wondered about more flavor. Yeah, letting it overwhelm. I kind of sat with it for a second after hit, after let Alex flavor said town that. hit you. Yeah, it just nothing overwhelms the other one, but you just get more flavors. It's so perfectly balanced. All the things you said that are in the can, I get them all. I get. I got some piney on my tongue at the end. The cranberry was kind of singing in the background. The orange was there. But then there was enough of that pale ale body and the malt to... I am very impressed. Especially since this probably sat for two, three months on the shelf. Yeah, that's a great question. This is a post-holiday, yeah. Yeah, because this is... Probably uh, ideally a December beer. Can you check and see if there's a canned on date? There are, and they put a little... They put a little uh, love note uh, for the rest of us. Because it's Festivus. Yeah. 10-6, uh, 22. 10-6? 10-6. All right. So it's not bad. So probably should have, you know, Thanksgiving to Christmas would have been ideal. You pr- there might be a little less, but. I mean, Festivus is like, what, the 23rd of December or something like that? Oh, I thought it was a thing where we, the area of grievances. Oh, no, that's Seinfeld. Sorry. That's what this I is from. This was a reference to. It yeah, is. I, I, it, took, yeah. it took me a minute to catch it. I don't know the date. I haven't watched Seinfeld in 15 years. I've never watched it. People oh. just posted about it. Oh. I oh. just... When people get a thing like that, they don't let it go. It's like, like I hate May 1st because I'm just going to get a bunch of uh, Justin Timberlake memes singing, it's going to be May. See, you're not what? on social, you're not on social media enough. I'm not on or, or be glad you're not on social media enough. <laughs> Um, I, I like Anyways. this one though. I think it's a it's a solid I think it's a great fall one. It kind of makes me think of almost like some um Oktoberfesty type beers, but like but with more. Um it's Oktoberfest adjacent. Yeah, it's got like I think when you when you hold it in your mouth you get a little bit more um like understanding of the booziness of it. Like and not like it's not in a bad way. It's not like no, it's not astringent or no, overly alcohol. No, but it just pretty. like it's it's a warming almost, mm-hmm. like you just just a pleasant enough bit of it. Um, yeah, I I like this one. I will I would look for it again and try and try and find it and keep an eye on it. Yeah, a little earlier in the year, or I guess later in the year. Yeah, and I think um, unfortunately I've kind of put Black Raven in one of the categories of it's. It's around so much in yep. the stores that when you are playing the like what's new and available game, you just kind of skip it. 
you become blind to it. Yeah, and I don't. I, I am guilty as well because I've walked by these guys. Yeah, and I don't think it's lot. fair no. um, that I've done it. Um, but it's still. I mean, but I don't. I don't think I've had a bad beer from them. No. Um, I think what they're doing with these, like this little collection of stuff, has been a, a great variety. Yes. Um, I mean, and we kind of intentionally because in the past we have reviewed Trickster. A number of times, but like we don't have. There's no IPAs that we went through today. Like I specifically avoided IPAs, yeah, because um, I think everyone's so used to being introduced to mm. a brewery through an IPA. Yeah, I thought it was a good exercise for us um, to try four beers from the same place. Yeah, that aren't hop dominant yeah that you have to be able to crush it um on your beer recipe and not be able to um there's a lot more nuance in these beers than just Mm -hmm. over hopping for Mm -hmm. an ipa not that the trickster was over hopped or no a bad beer but but we are a lot these are a lot harder to pull off and pull off well than just a west coast ipa because we have encountered in the past beers that were i that were ipas just to cover up the crimes oh. done in the background like the hops were just there to cover up maybe we've made bad mix of malt or made some of some those off beers. flavors i can still picture yeah. one we had in the airport that we like it's probably one of the few beers i've not finished we were leaving vegas one time and there was like a nevada brewery in the Sin airport and it was something yeah no, don't. I don't, want, Sin, I don't want to throw them under the bus. Sin City, I've had. It was wasn't Sin City, but um, yeah, it was just not. They just hopped it to. It's like me messing up my uh, my stout, over hopping it, and just being like, "Well, now I have a Cascadian Dark Ale, <laughs> right? Now I have an Imperial Pale <laughs> Stout." So the the beer you didn't bring here, and we've known about these for uh, a couple weeks. But the beer that I was looking forward to, um, from there, like off of the beaten path was that they have a sour beer uh, the watermelon mint sour that one's a seasonal i think they have a year-round sour they're uh corvus Creekus. uh i didn't see, see it's it not in the year-end series I'm saying, i didn't hear him talk about the that. year-round series sorry maybe it wasn't a year-round maybe it was a seasonal release i was doing some research on black raven and saw that but uh, a sour offer is also a very difficult one to get. Yes. Right? And uh, as we're heading into spring and summer, that sour beer sort of uh, tends to crop up a little bit more into a um, daily rotation. Not daily. Regular regular rotation uh, for me. But they have a huge... I mean, you're flipping through it right now. Their so we've got... Offerings are... Uh, we've got nine year rounders, yeah, ten seasonals, um, which the Players Club Players Club Pilsner is one of, of them. The Festivus is one of them. They have a Grandfather Raven Imperial Stout, a Splinter Scotch Ale, which is uh, more ABV than the normal one. The Fresh Hop IPA, a Floctoberfest Lager, mm. which that that'll be interesting to that would be a good one. Fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd like that to try the that. The aforementioned Watermelon Mint Sour Ale. Yep. I'm intrigued. Yep. Uh, Summer of Sultana. That is a hazy IPA. 
Uh, it looks like they've made a special one for 2022 Seattle Beer Week, uh, West Coast IPA. So there'll probably be a 2023 Seattle Beer Week version. Yeah, I wonder the about Tropical the... Trickster IPA, which I almost grabbed that Tropical one. Would be, yeah, see what that twist and looks the, like. The Macho Grande Hazy Imperial IPA. I've had that one. Pretty good. Yeah, that was one of the flight ones. That and the other one I was waiting to see if you put on there was it's called the like gunpowder plot was a I did like a not porter on nitro. So that's one of the things too no, is like I'm pro- wondering about Alec what room, you found um where you found that Creekus one. It was on their website. Huh. Interesting. But but yet not what Thor's finding. Well so. let me go let me go to the because I think the tap rooms have And it could be it could be out of their Redmond R and D. Yeah. True. True. I was just looking at what their canned offerings are. Oh, okay. Yeah. There probably are more experimental and more seasonal or special beers at their tap rooms. If they have a uh, brewery that's designed just for innovation and experimentation, my guess is they have a million that aren't even website worthy. So so let's see what's on tap right now. Yeah. I, um, the Macho Grande looks like, yeah, they're, they're canning now. Um, I had never seen it, but um, I had it on tap, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, so, yo. No, go ahead. No, I'm good. Okay. So, the only other thing, so I was doing last-minute research, so I came in semi-prepared show prep, which is a novel idea. Nice. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. So, when I Googled uh, Black Raven Brewing, one of the first autocompletes that popped up was Black Raven Brewing Food Truck. Okay. And I about lost my mind at what a genius idea it would be to have a microbrewery food truck to park in the rest of them. It's not the logistics of serving beer. I was say, can you out of a truck? Right. So that's not what it is. Okay. Uh, but at their Woodenville facility, they do have two, three nights a week where they bring in rotating food trucks. So you can go in and get good beer and then just, which to me is awesome. As, I, as someone who like, you know, I'd love to open a brewery at some point. I don't want a restaurant. Right. Now you get to shortcut all of the food prep side yeah. of it. So yeah. you can go in, and again, I think it was two or three nights a week. Probably, probably you can go in Thursday, get, Friday, Saturday. You can go and get quality beer. Yeah. And kind of a, not all a cart, but yeah. I don't know. Roll the dice on what the food's going to be. Roll the dice on what the food's going to be. So I thought I that love was it. pretty cool. So props to them for, uh, for having something like that. And. It also just gives, for some people, it gives a kind of peace of mind that I can go and have some food with my drinks, not just a lot of drinks. Um, kind of helps you to balance that out. And it just makes it, there are some people I know who, they won't go somewhere if you can't get food. Which well, It also makes it easier, yeah, if you're dragging along somebody who's maybe going to have a beer. Yeah. But they're not going to go hang out with you for you know, a few hours and watch you have, you know, two or three. Are you talking and, about my wife? Okay, sure. I wasn't going to kill him. But if you don't drag her all sorts of places like that. We're going to go get food. Yeah. So they're getting dinner. They're getting a meal. We're, they're hanging out. They got something more to draw you in there as well. It widens the uh, crowd uh, that she can bring in. I actually think she was gluten-free when we went there. So I, it was probably just me drinking beer and she had to hang out with me. <laughs> All right, any other thoughts on Black Raven? Uh, um, I just wanted to wrap up on sure. this, uh, the Core 4 series, Core of 4 series they mm-hmm. do, real quick, which I thought was a very cool 
um, thing to do. So traditionally there are four um, ingredients for beer. Yep. You've got your barley, you've got your yeast, you've got your water, you got your hops. Yep. Okay. So what an additional series um, that Black Raven does is the core of four, where they celebrate each element. Oh. So they have a doppelbock to celebrate the barley. Uh-huh. Yeah. To yeah. highlight the malts. Yeah. yeah. And then a West Coast IPA yeah. to celebrate hops. A wit beer to celebrate the yeast, because you get that. Mm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's... Mm-hmm. Picking the right yeast is so important on a wheat-based beer, right? And mm-hmm. this makes it or breaks it. Um, period. Like, like that that horrible hef I had once in my life. That was just they leaned way too much in the banana from the yeast. Yeah, just mm-hmm. ruined it. Um, then element four, water. I've, I've been it's waiting little, to hear what this one it's is. It's a little tougher. So their water offering, which sounds very delicious. If you tell me it's a seltzer. I was going to wonder if it's a hop water. No. It's so, uh, imagine a sour ale okay. with a base of pale and pilsner, so very light, but blueberry and lemon. Okay. As a sour. The blueberry and Sicilian lemon sour ale celebrates okay. water. Yeah. Interesting. That could be, that could be yeah. tasty. Yeah. All right. Maybe that's so a future, it's, it's future not podcast a, we can get our I hands on. I think it's on. on tap right now. Road trip. Right? Maybe. But I think I'm definitely putting that one on the list to try uh, this spring. Yeah. Sure. I think mm-hmm. I think this I, – I, I don't want to jinx it, but I think uh, spring 2023, it's A, hot boy summer, <laughs> B, hot sour bear summer. But, but not like – Physically hot. It's. Yes. I think it's going to be a. I think this is going to be the year of the sour. I'm putting it. I'm saying it right now. Okay, you try it. We'll see how it goes. You just started. You just, went you just buried t- its grave. Ten year path to. A year I, from I was now, listening to a podcast that called it. Someone was talking about this is the year of the logger, and I was like, "You've mm, got to be kidding nope, me!" Not going to happen. <laughs> Every year is the year of the logger. Um, should we finish up with our standard? Uh, I think it's time to fridge some beers. Fridge some right? beers. Yep. Fridge some beers. So, uh, players club. I, I would... Uh, so it's a seasonal. So it's not a year-round. So main fridge... This would be... I think this as a Pilsner, um, I, I would love having it in my fridge whenever I can. So it would be a seasonal main fridge. Yeah, I think so. what I would say. Yeah, for me. Uh, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Uh, what was next? Cap Blues. Blueberry Pale Ale. So it's... A year-round offering. Yeah. It's, it's good for what they were going for. It's the only one of the four that I did not top off my glass with mm. it's it, it's interesting i would get it in a flight i don't know if i'm fridging it yeah i think it's one of those that like if you're really into blueberry yep um could be like a more common one i just personally i don't know that i'm buying it a ton right um if you hand me one i will oh drink yes, it. yes yes um yeah it's a good beer i yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know that it's going to... I feel bad because it's a good beer, but I don't know that just personally it's going to make it in my fridge. But um, every couple of trips, I'd throw it into a flight. Yeah, if I see it in the single beer section where I can build my own six-pack, I'll, th- yes. I'll throw a one, yes. or, t- I'll throw a one yeah, or two in. Yep. But um, Yeah, that's a great, gra- grab great call there. Grab a pack of it. No. A little iffy. Maybe if I have company over. Yeah. 
um, Coconut Jones. I really like that one. Uh, and I've had it before. And like we said, we've almost overlooked Black Raven mm-hmm. running down the beer mm-hmm. aisle because you see it so often. Yeah. I forgot how good it was. How, just I think I throw a beer fridge. Uh, it's not a main fridge consistent, but I think I should have a six pack in there uh, just for grabbing a can every once in a while uh, to either start the start the night or uh, share it with somebody who hasn't had it before. So I think that's a solid beer fridge one for me. Uh, same, same. I think the same vein as you, that is a great one to have in your beer fridge. If you have somebody who comes over, ooh, I'm scared of beer. Right. Or I don't, I don't feel like a lager or a pilsner or right. something that's something a little traditionally bit. very beery, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. But also something that that's a nice twelve ounce sip. Um, I'm pouring myself enjoy, a little more right now and enjoy like while I'm making dinner. Yeah. That'd be per- a perfect little snack while you're making dinner. Where are you putting it, Brian? I don't think it's gonna make it. No, the coconut. Um, coconut I think. Not your thing. Yeah, I think part of it is the coconut. Um, I, I really like um, stouts, porters, not maybe as much. Right. And then you add the coconut. So, um, I think it's a well done beer. I think, um, like my sister. Uh, I could get her like a gift of that, you know, every couple of months. She's going to drink stouts or those types of things all the time. I think I, that's one that like I know people who would would love it and really enjoy it. So maybe if she's coming over and I need to have her beer for her, it's a six pack that I can just leave in there and and do that. But for me personally, um, it's not going to make it. And I just don't think it's it's nothing against that beer, just not for me. Yeah, fair enough. On the other hand, the uh, Festivus. Yeah. Uh, number one, I looked it up. I got. Friends who've checked it in all the way back in 2016. So it's been around for a while. Uh, I'm going to yeah. keep an eye out for it. Yes. Uh, I'm looking for that and probably getting a, getting a, if it's coming in a four pack, because it's 16 ounce cans. Um, this was available in a four pack. Um, I think they're, never mind. No, no. It was only a, it was a four pack or singles at the yeah. bottle shop I went to. I, uh, I'm i going to grab it. I'm grabbing it and putting it in for my holiday season. I'll, I'll definitely, I think I would at least get through a, a four pack without too much time. So yeah, I'm going to look for that next year. Yeah. This would be solid beer fridge, but then also a, uh, bringing a four pack to a party. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, level. So the, a Friendsgiving, something like that. Yes. And yeah. this is, it's a very giftable beer. Yeah. That. Like, there's giftable beer that you're gifting it so you don't have to drink it. <laughs> yes. Is that what the this six is packs not... you sent us home with were? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> that is not what this is. No. You're gifting this because you want to give the gift of good taste. Yeah, or you are gifting it in hopes that they're going to hand some cans out after you've given it to them. Yes. Which, speaking of which, you can pass that can over to me if there's any oh, left. Oh, okay. No. But there might be. A little bit left in that. Yeah, not so... for long. Yeah, not bad. So overall, as a brewery, in the encompassing of all the offerings, mm-hmm. uh, do you see your main fridge 
or your garage fridge some Raven Brewing offering most of the year. Well, I think we've all put one of these four in a main fridge, right? Yeah. I think and at that least... doesn't even count the Trickster or the Second Sight mm-hmm. or the ones that we've mm-hmm. had in the past. So I think it deserves main fridge uh, shelf space. I think sure. they're a brewery who has not been getting enough maybe credit. And like I've like I said earlier, like they I wasn't giving them enough credit because they almost like we've talked about it multiple times. They almost come across as a uh, local, not macro, but yeah, kind of like a local macro. You see them so often that you they're, don't associate them with being. They're that, so available yep. that you kind of take it for granted. And that's been their approach. Is they uh, and when we we're looking at the distribution, is they'd rather distribute well to where they're yes. at instead of. Yes stretch themselves and then not have availability so yeah it's kind of the game they're playing which i'm hoping I, i'm hoping it's a strong for base i yeah. i am a fan of building yeah. a strong base and then navigate to the new markets but keep keep the areas that help build you happy well supplied yeah and they've been doing it since 2019 so that's all you're no, almost 2009 2009 what 19 was the new the new building the woodenville Maybe I shouldn't have had that second glass of Yeah, the eleven percenter. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, well, I'm gonna finish this Festivus. Shall we uh shall we toast this final shot yeah. glass of Festivus? There you gentlemen? go. Yeah. Cheers to Salute. uh cheers to us and to thank uh, you. Black Raven. Thank you to Bo and Cat of Black Raven Brewing for this guys. Fantastic. Kitty cat. The Ooh. blueberry yeah, beer. You, you just caught that? Listen listen, we're not so no. Listen, today. you said we had to focus our brain cells, yeah, and, and you I... guys said you did your research. No, no, no. One of us said they did their research. Fair enough. All right, guys. Well, now our glasses are empty. Hopefully, yours are too, and we'll see you next time. Make, make sure subscribe. to click. I know. Like, click subscribe, bro. Gotta find a way to click. say it that's not sounding like that. Click subscribe, bruh. If you enjoyed what you just heard, make sure to like and subscribe and follow us on social media at A Beer Review. And send us any beer uh, review suggestions for us to review.